0: Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where we have a system for building this show, brick by brick. I'm John Williams.
1: And I'm Ben Robinson. Grab the instruction manual, get your brick separator, and where the fuck is that light gray one by one slope? We're talking Lego.
0: Hey, how are you doing, Ben?
1: Uh, I'm doing, a, I mean, I'd say splendid, but uh, I think I shouldn't. I don't know. I've got COVID, but I, ha- I have no symptoms, so I'm just hanging out in my garage again. Otherwise, everything's great.
0: Yeah, keeping the world safe. You're a real yeah. American hero.
1: <laughs> doing my part, playing video games and watching movies. Yeah. And cutting down trees. I cut down like 15 trees this weekend.
0: I was, I was surprised cause I'd heard yesterday that you and your daughter had COVID and you know, I'd hung out with you guys several days ago. So I took myself a test and I'm, I appear to be okay, but you know, all, all of a sudden I was just like, Oh shit. Like my friend and his kid, they're in trouble. They're in dire straits. And I was texting you today and wasn't hearing anything back. And I was <laughs> like, Oh crap. Are we going to be doing a show tonight? And, uh, and then I finally got you on the horn and you're just like, Oh yeah, no, I'm fine. You yeah. Need... yeah. But cutting down trees, oh, working out in the yard all day.
1: Chainsaws loud. Didn't hear your call.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you and your kid are both asymptomatic. So it's just, yeah. it's more annoying than anything. I was trying to use it as an
1: excuse. My wife's like, we should do some yard work. I was like, But I have COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, that didn't fly. Oh, boo. So how are you? <laughs> Better than you, I suppose. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I feel like I, like I could bitch about not feeling well, but I don't think it would be, uh. I don't think I'd really have the right to. I just don't sleep well. So But I, I don't have COVID as far as I know, thankfully. So there's that? Yeah, I guess that's something. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, my brain better start working soon.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, like no joke. The, the listener won't be there for it. But like, I couldn't actually remember what we started our show with. You know, 10 minutes ago, I I was like, thank you for joining. No, that's, that's at the end. That's not right. Yeah. And I, and I got it, but then when we were doing our intro, I totally spaced on saying my name as if it was something that I haven't done (laughs) almost every week for the last three years, three and a half years. At least 80 times now. Yeah. Just for regular shows. Yeah. (laughs) Not to mention all of the off topic debriefs. Wow. But I'm here. I made it. And, um, yeah, this, this will be, uh, this will be fun. I'm glad that you brought up, uh, brick separators in the, uh, in yeah. the intro there because, you know, to be honest, I didn't even know what that was until like two years ago. I didn't even know that there was one.
1: They did not exist when we were kids. And I love that like any substantial set now comes with one. That is such
0: yeah.
1: a huge help. Cause I remember being a five-year-old kid with two like plates stuck together, Mm -hmm. not at all being able to get those fucking things apart, being like, well, I guess this
0: is one piece now. (laughs) Yeah. Teeth, fingernails, like it it was, you can get a knife out. That was the bane of our existence, I guess. I mean, maybe the bane of yours, because I'm pretty sure we've talked, you know, at least in some cursory capacity in the past about Lego and how Lego really wasn't my thing growing up. Yeah, they didn't make I'm,
1: Superman Legos, so why the fuck would you have bought them?
0: Yeah, and like a blue, red, and yellow Lego doesn't make, you know, a Superman spaceship. Well, maybe it would if I, if I really had to make a spaceship, <laughs> I probably would have chosen to do that. Oh, you know, real quick, I'm curious up top, because before we start talking about Legos and, and the certain size bricks, but you were talking about in your intro, you know, the... Uh, well, what would you call it? The slope with the. Oh, yeah. The, the light, light gray one by one slope one by one. Oh, yes. OK. So is there a official way to describe a brick? Because I've tried to do that before where I was like, I usually would start with like width, like two wide yeah. by like six long by like, you know, would it be one high if it, if it was like just the thin plate or is that half?
1: Well, so, yeah, you go by number of studs and then bricks are the full height, full height ones plates
0: are the thin ones okay you know I, I never would have even thought to say plate except i heard you say it so so that that does make a lot of sense i would have just considered that a one and then and then you know the the regular size brick a two but it sounds like like the regular size brick is a two or is a one And the, the thin guy is, is, a it's the, it's the
1: studs. So like your standard Lego brick is like a two by four brick. Yes. And that's the number of studs. So it's two studs wide, four studs, uh, deep, I guess it'd be. And then it's just the, you know, the full height, you know, the Lego brick height.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: and then a plate, you know, you could also have a two by four plate, but it would just be the thin one where you where three of those equals one brick.
0: Oh, okay. So it's three. All right. Okay, great. Yeah. Cause I've, I've, I had a couple measurements in my notes here, but I wasn't sure if there was like a standard way, if I would just sound like a friggin' moron, just be like, oh yeah, yeah." you know, a two by six by one. So I guess it would be a two by six plate. Yes. Yes. Okay. Technically
1: every single Lego piece that's ever existed has a name of some sort from, you know, like an official name. Oh, weird. Yeah. Like what? Well like, like well, I mean not like Doug like for example. or anything, but, but <laughs> <laughs> there's no like Kevin. You're like that's the <laughs> but, like, yeah. but like a two by four brick is is its official name. Oh, okay. But then you know, they've got uh the one by one round brick open stud, which is the little round one, but it's got a hole in the middle of it, you know, like the ones that they use for mm-hmm. like the tops of flowers or for like lights, except the open one is the one where it's got a hole in the middle of it so you can go all the way through it. Or they've ah, got just the, okay. you know, the one by one round brick, which is, you know, the red one translucent, which is the, the one you'd use for like a red light on a stoplight.
0: Oh, like, like what, what would be like a bulb? Yes. Yeah. I, got, I put those on the back of spaceships before. Absolutely.
2: Like that's, taillights. That's,
1: that's your engine, man. <laughs> yeah. And then like the Technic pins and the flower stud, you know, the one that looks like a little flower, like nope. had like little petals and stuff
0: on it. I bet I've seen one.
1: Yeah. They used to be real common. They're not, they're not so common anymore.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, like I was saying, I, I didn't, I didn't really grow up with Lego a big thing in my, in my life, but I've come around to it a lot more with my kid because she has just loved building blocks. You know, even when she was younger doing those, like those super giant chunky ones Mm -hmm. and making buildings and robots out of those. Um, But then with Lego, like she's super into it and she's good at it. You know, like there, there are spots here and there where, where I may need to step in and help, but like, She's
1: pretty fucking good. That's one of my favorite things about Lego is that it's just it allows kids to just build whatever the hell they want.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the whole thing with Lego. Like, I think despite all of the stuff we'll you know we'll go through with like the history of Lego and like they've had some major speed bumps, but like Lego's undoubtedly one of the greatest toys to ever be created, you know, in history. Like, the the potential for for building and creativity is just unparalleled like all you need is an imagination and a shit ton of time and a shit ton of bricks and you can make all sorts of crap
1: yeah a dude at uh what was it i think uh, i think it was copenhagen university so somewhere like that in some mm-hmm. professor in denmark decided to like do, try and mathematically figure out how many unique combinations you could have from six two by five bricks hmm and uh, he came up with 915 million one hundred and three thousand five hundred and sixty-five unique combinations with just six two by five bricks.
0: Let's see, real quick. Yeah, because I also made a note from somebody saying that okay, what'd you have again?
1: Nine hundred and fifteen million, one hundred and
0: three, five hundred and sixty-five. Uh-huh. Oh, I heard seven hundred and sixty-five. Oh, they figured a few more out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like when I when I heard somebody quote that. That is friggin'
1: bonkers. Yeah, and he was saying, like, if you up it to seven bricks, as, you know, combinations of things do, it goes up to into the, well into the billions. But, like, hundreds of billions. Like, way the fuck up there. The guy was talking about it, and he was saying, like, yeah, if you go up to, like, nine bricks, it would take 75 years to, for the computer to calculate how many different <laughs> <laughs> combinations there are.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, but, but with the five bricks... I bet there's like 47 that you actually want to build with. Oh yeah,
1: some of them are just going to be kind of, you know, <laughs> weird. But the the point is like if you have unlimited access to unlimited Legos, you could build pretty much anything.
0: Yeah, you could build unlimited things.
1: Yeah, and that's uh and that's cool. Like and most kids, at least ones that get into Lego, you end up with a
0: fuck of a lot of Legos. Yeah, yeah, that that was a, uh, you know, Growing up, I guess I'll, I'll go to, to my first impression. Um, growing up, not as a Lego kid, you know, I still had friends and you're bound to run into somebody who was Lego kids. And that, in this case, was, of course, Preston and his family, you know, from, from a very early age. You know, they, they had they had a big bucket of Legos, but like, I just, I didn't get it. When I was a kid, like I don't, I don't see in three dimensions very easily. Like I'm, I'm much more like a pencil to paper, two dimensional, draw something. Like I can draw a three dimensional shape on paper, but it's hard for me to imagine in three dimensions and figure out how to build, um, from scratch. So I would generally just take, you know, I've, I've always described it as like, I mean, in this case I can actually use the correct terminology, (laughs) you know, two, two by six plates. Put them put them together kind of like a cross, but maybe a little off center. And I've got a spaceship, you know, just put the put the uh, the quote unquote wings towards the back. And there we go. There's there's my spaceship, because anything I build is uh, is not much more complex than that. Yeah, that was my first impression. Just not doing a whole lot with Legos, but being there for it. I mean, you you did the thing you're supposed to do. You took Legos and you built something and
1: you used your imagination to pretend it was something else. Yeah. So it it, it, it just wasn't its impressive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's lots of people out there that don't do impressive things with Legos and still enjoy the shit out of them. I mean, I was yeah. never super good at like, like, you know, I mean, you see some of these people who build the most ridiculous, amazing looking shit out of Legos. Like, have you ever seen that show... Uh, the one with will arnett lego masters or whatever yeah will arnett is the host and like they give them a challenge and they've got to build something and it's like the stuff those guys come up with is fucking
0: bonkers yeah and in the time limit that they do in it
1: yeah i've played with legos my whole life and like i look at that and i'm like there's no fucking way i could do that like i just don't have the mind for that yeah. Uh but it's cool that people that do build Ferris wheels and roller coasters and you know giant robots and like
0: it's fucking. I bet cool. you could build some badass houses. You do that in real yeah, life. Houses. So sure you'd have a have an easy. easy time uh visualizing that.
1: Yeah, I mean I guess for, for my first impression of Legos, I don't remember if I I don't think I had like a Lego set first. I think I'm pretty sure the first thing I had uh of Legos was either A hand-me-down from one of my cousins, or I possibly got it at, like, a garage sale. Uh, I was very young, so it's fairly fuzzy. But it was a red Lego briefcase that was mostly filled with random fucking Lego pieces. It was, like, a big plastic briefcase that said Lego on it. It had, like, little clips that you'd open, and then, like, the... Not even the whole... Like, it wouldn't separate halfway like a normal briefcase. It had, like, a a lid that would come up, and, like, the sides Mm -hmm. were solid still. And uh, that's where I kept my Legos for fucking years. It was great. It had a handle on it. You could just pick it up
0: and, you know, go to work with your Lego briefcase. I wonder if that was like super vintage from when the, uh, you know, little, little preview for, the, for history segment, the, uh, the original American distributors for Lego was Samsonite. Oh, was it really? I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah, Lego brought to you by Samsonite. That would explain
1: the briefcase,
0: (laughs) but yeah, that thing was
1: freaking rad, and it was just full of random Legos. So, like for the first few years of Legoing, it was just me playing with random bricks and my imagination and making things and having fun. And uh, it wasn't for for a few years after that until I like actually got like Lego sets that came with instructions, and then you would you know put them together with the instructions. Yeah, I don't know whatever happened to that briefcase. I'm pretty sure I got rid of it because i was a moron at some point i mean i know i got rid of it because i definitely don't have it anymore
0: oh man but i can't remember it's, if i it can't possibly be in there with all of your crap up in your attic no i know i have
1: not seen it i think i, I might have given it to my nephew or just gotten rid of it altogether you know one of those things you do when you're not a kid anymore and you don't need this stuff and then you look back on it, you are like that was dumb i'd like to have that still so there's two types of Lego people, I think. There, you know, there's the the take the random shit and put it together. And then there's the people that build a set and then like, just keep that set built and done and play with it like a done thing. And, yeah. I, and I was never, ever, ever that second type. Like
0: You could never just never leave it alone?
1: No, fuck no. Like when I'd get a new set, I would build it. And uh, within days, it would be broken down and, you know, its parts put into the amalgamated chest of random Lego shit to be used for whatever project. Like, I don't think there was a single Lego build I've, I've ever had that lasted more than like a week in
0: its form. (laughs) You know, what's ironic is that I'm, I'm actually the opposite since I've come around to, to Lego in some capacity, you know, like doing projects with my kid and then, uh, you know, building ships as models for space oddities i i actually like became precious about it even though i've never really been that way with toys in the past like if i have an action figure i don't believe action figures should be in the box i mean i think i've got one that's just yeah. super special because it's the superpowers superman figure that angelina bought me for a special occasion so that stayed in the box but like i generally don't believe that that toys should be just boxed up and displayed you know but like I do have my little Lego ships set off to the side, you know, to, to be preserved.
1: And that makes sense. Like if you were one of those kids that like had a hard time figuring, like not knowing what to do with a big pile of random Legos, the structure of having an instruction set that tells you what to do with these fucking things, where you could start putting them together and end up with something cool that is probably cooler than what you could have come up with on your own. I know for me, The sets are always generally cooler than what I would have come up with. I mean, like the the thought they put into how to build these things is phenomenal.
0: They're designed to be something awesome.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I got a lot of satisfaction out of building whatever random shit I built, but uh, I was under no delusions that it was cooler or better than the stuff you bought, you know, that was made for that.
0: Now, have you ever built anything like just one of the grand scale ones like the Millennium Falcon or the Death Star or, you know, just something fucking giant? Nope.
1: And that's because they're fucking expensive. Uh, I remember as a kid, like looking at some of the giant cool Lego sets. Like they had that one, that, that giant castle. I remember when I was a kid that came with mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of guys and you'd put it together and you could have like a, I think it had like a little catapult and all kinds of cool shit. And uh, yeah, but I couldn't afford that shit. It's fucking no. ridiculously expensive. Like for my birthday, I'd get like one of those little minifig sets, you know, where you'd get like the race car and the guy, mm-hmm. you know, cause you could get those for like 15 bucks or whatever. Yeah, And, and so like, I think I had maybe three lego sets
0: ever that were bigger than that oh yeah i that that's something that i that i started getting into when i uh when i started putting together ships was like i'd go and find those little like ten dollar just mini spaceships that come in like a plastic bag at target yeah and uh and i'm like you know because those are those are good for cannibalizing those pieces you know like all of a sudden you have some like some nice slants and some wings and like cockpits and stuff you know otherwise it's kind of difficult when you just buy like you know, every once in a while, Costco will have that great deal on like the, the yeah. big Lego creator set where it's just got a shit ton of colored bricks, but there's not that much variety. Yeah. And there's no, you don't get any of the specialty pieces, you know, something you yeah. could
1: use for like an engine or landing gear or something that articulates.
0: Yeah. But like you said, and, and something that I kind of knew on the, per, on the, uh, on the periphery, because I bought Legos for gifts for people over the years, but like Legos fucking expensive, oh, man. Boy, are they. Like even going to a secondhand store where they've just got those giant bins and and you can buy them, you know, like by weight, you can go pick out all the the pieces you want out of there. Like it's still fucking expensive. And those Legos always just feel dirty. I got to wash them in a colander when I get back. (laughs) Well, I think the biggest Lego set I have
1: ever owned, I got for free. Like I just came up on, like there was a guy, it was a, uh, it was the Mines of Moria, Lord of the Rings set. Damn. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like it came with all kinds of neat stuff and it had, it had, it came with like a troll minifig and, you know, Legolas and Gimli and it was neat. But, you know, like I was at a, like an office job and one of the guys left two months later, they were like cleaning out his like cubicle area and just found it unopened Mines of Moria box. I think someone had bought it for him as, like, a hey, are you like Lord of the Rings. And apparently he wasn't that into it because he never I fucking. I wasn't into it. Lego. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, like, they were like, you got kids, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, here, take this. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And so I gave, it to, I gave it to my kids and they fucking loved it. Like, I never had any set anywhere near that big when I was a kid. Damn. Yeah, a bunch of cool minifigs and shit. The troll had, like, chains that went around, like little Lego chains that went around its wrists and shit. It was
0: neat. Oh, that's awesome was it was it like an oversized minifig like yeah uh, yeah he was what, like
1: twice the height of like nice. your standard minifig yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i've never had a big set and and i know the 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 kids gotten so, like tons of uh you know like vehicles and stuff for for birthdays there was a batmobile that we were working on once but i came in Later on in the process, and I think you know, as we were going through, and like we we ran into a little stumbling block, and I think I realized that it was like early on there was something she missed and had built on top of it like a ton. Oh, and I was, no. so, so like I realized that we were going to have to start over, and I I didn't have the heart to do it to her, and I think she eventually just forgot. So we could probably just bust it out and start over again. But oh, you'll be I'm missing, pretty sure there'll be a, missing a, there's, pieces now. Oh jeez, yeah, no kidding.
1: <laughs> that that was the thing. Like, I remember trying to like going back and like, hey, maybe I'll rebuild this. And then it was like, oh fuck, now I really can't find the pieces. Like maybe they're lost. <laughs> Sometimes they're hard to find in the little bag that they came in. And then you like look through your giant stack of all your Legos, and you are like,
0: oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got like just three like Ziploc gallon bags full of just the rando pieces that I've gone and gotten secondhand at shops.
1: So for you, I am curious. What is your build method when you go to put together a, a Lego set? Are you like a tight instructions follower? Like you look at the little, because like you open the instructions up and, you know, it goes bag by bag and each one at the top's got, uh, you, you know, it says like, you need these three pieces and like this many of this one and this one. and Like, do you gather and find each one of those first and then put them where they go?
0: Yes, I I do only because from any time I've had to put together furniture, like that's what I've had to do also. And, it's, and it, I know I'm not good at these things. So I'm like the more organized I can be going into it, the better off I'll be.
1: Yeah. What is with those Nordic folks and uh, assembling things?
0: <laughs> yeah. No kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I've always been like a, uh, I look at the little box at the top for reference Sometimes, but I usually just look at the picture and go, like, okay, these are there and go, and like, go, you know, grab a piece, put it on, grab a piece, put it on. Like, I don't like find them all first. And it's bit me in the ass a few times when, like, I miss a piece and don't realize oh, it till later.
0: But you just assume that you did it right.
1: Yeah. Well, I look at the picture, and if it looks like the picture, the thing I built, and I got to give Lego credit, at least in like their their modern sets, that shit looks good. Like, it's, I mean, they, they're using a computer to model to put all that shit together. Yeah. I mean, someone used to have to hand draw all that shit. I remember that when we were kids, like it was a hand-drawn instruction set on how to put things together. But like, at least the modern ones, they're fucking on. Like you you put it together and you look at it and you go, yeah, that's what it looks like. You're right. Yeah, it's dimensionally accurate. Yeah, it's super nice. Um, I did notice, so in preparation for this, as research, God, I love researching this stuff, this (laughs) podcast. I went out and bought a Lego set. Probably one of the bigger Lego sets I've ever put together. It was like 545 pieces, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the the Star Wars, like, Mandalorian... I can't remember what they called it, like, battle cruiser or, like, you know, a spaceship. It's a Mandalorian spaceship, with and it comes with, like... Is it
0: his... Is it Mando's spaceship no, it's, or just, it, like, it's a both, Mandalorian spaceship? No, it
1: comes with Bo-Katan and two other random Mandalorians.
0: Is it the other two from the show? Kind of. That would pal around with her? One of
1: them is. The other one isn't. I think the other one's supposed to be, like, a bad guy Mandalorian. He's got, like... Here, a pretty cool-looking figure. He's got, like little spikes on his helmet.
0: Oh yeah. He looks like uh yeah, kind of a kind of a Darth Maul yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah, which, you know, I don't know if that's
1: a thing, but uh he looks cool as fuck, so I'm okay yeah. with it. Yeah. But yeah, I, but I was putting that together and uh I'll show you. Yeah. It came out pretty fucking cool. Like it like the wings fold down. Oh damn. And the cockpit like rotates. Oh, shit. So you can fly it it like this way. And then when it gets into atmosphere, it's more like a, well, it's more like a jet. I've got no (laughs) space for this. And then like the wings flip up for like a, like a Harrier style vertical landing and takeoff. It's pretty fucking cool. It was fun. Yeah. You should take some, take some snapshots. Yeah, I will. It took me like two hours to put it together. I really enjoyed doing it. Like it's, it's like following the instructions, putting all the stuff together, kind of cruising
0: through it. It's a good reward too. When, when you've done it correctly yeah. and you're like, oh, this thing does look badass and it's sitting in my hand. Yeah, and you get to like fly
1: it around and make spaceship noises. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck doing that with my hand. Like I love to, to just put my hand like this and then just go. Yeah, <laughs>
1: fuck yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was fully sitting in my garage yesterday, uh, zooming this thing around and like doing mm-hmm. mock landings and takeoffs and shit. It was pretty fun. <laughs> and it, it'd been a while since I put one together by myself Too. like I've helped my kids with them before. But like I try and stay fairly hands off. I'll help when I can, but I don't want to like take over their building project.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I like to help the little one out and just, you know, yeah, just sort of watching out to make sure that when she goes, "Oh, I'm done," that it is in the right place because there there are enough times where I can catch something that's been put in a little incorrectly, you know, but that it would be a problem later on. You know, we we um the most recent set we did, I think I mentioned it on a uh on our off-topic debrief a couple weeks back was when we were doing um, a, like, Minecraft set that had a little, like, crank portal that you can bring up from the ground. And at some point, we messed something up. You know, we had to go back, like, several steps just oh, to, no. to get it to work correctly. You know, maybe that's why I wasn't such a so fond of LEGO when I was a kid was because I don't like doing things wrong. And, you know, if something is too difficult... I get frustrated really easily, so maybe that's that's a thing that's like, yeah, same thing has happened when I when I'm putting together furniture. If I do something wrong, I get so fucking frustrated that I just want to like break it and not ever try again. (laughs) (laughs) But I, you know, it's it's easier to exercise patience when when you've got your kid involved. Yeah, you You have to them to love it. Yeah, you have to be a good example. But I wish I would have broken something out to get a little more uh, hands-on experience immediately right before the show.
1: It was fun. My kids have gotten to the point now that if they're putting Legos together, they don't need a lot of help from me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm kind of there to help out. Be like, oh, look, here's some pieces. Or like, you know, if you have to build, build two separate things, like, oh, I'll build one and you build the other one and then we'll put them together. It's fun to watch them do it. Like Odin had got a, uh, this really cool ass Technic McLaren car with this like articulated steering. And when you push it, like the pistons go up and down. Jeez. And it took them like six hours to get it put together. And at one point, like he realized we'd missed a step or he'd he'd put something on backwards, I think. And when you went to connect something else to it, it wouldn't go on. And we're like, shit. And he like, he's like, I don't know what to do. And he handed it to me and I was able to like carefully pry the front off without taking it all apart and get it flipped around and back in and then clipped back together.
0: Jeez, you're lucky. Cause especially when there's like, Six different parts where it's connecting. Like you, you can't guarantee that you're going to get them all connected again.
1: Oh yeah, and sometimes there's some shit that gets buried deep in the Legos, mm-hmm. and uh, if you use the wrong piece or forgot a piece, uh, it, you you can be pretty boned.
0: Oh yeah. Thinking about Lego as much as we have been the last couple of weeks since we decided we were going to do it, I was looking at, like I mentioned, you know, that that I designed our spaceship the Aftosa yeah. in in Lego first, and that's probably my favorite spaceship I've ever built because there was actually pieces to it. There was more than just the two bricks.
1: Yeah. It's got a profile, like a recognizable profile.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you could put it in silhouette and go, Oh, that's the Aftosa. Yeah. And then I also designed the, uh, the flying skiff from the first one in Lego, even though I I wish I would have utilized photo reference better because there are some shots that are pretty wonky in that first issue. But, and I, and I designed a couple other ships that haven't made it into the book yet. But I was thinking about the Aftosa and I was like, man, like it still is like a grown up version of what I've always done. Just like really, like, it's just more <laughs> three dimensional. It's just kind of kind of blocky and very symmetrical. And, and, and I was thinking like, I think just for the comic book, because, you know, Iron Man always gets armor upgrades. Batman gets suit, suit upgrades. I think at some point during this first arc or even at the end of it, I would like to upgrade to, you know, the Aftosa 2.0 and just make it, make it a bit more sleek, you know, maybe, maybe a few more angles on it, you know, just, just sci-fi tech it up a little bit. Cause right now it is just kind of a lumbering oaf of a ship.
1: Yeah. We'll get some of those cool, like specialty pieces with curves and stuff on them and slap them on there. Yeah, yeah, building this thing. For the most part, it's standard Lego pieces, but there are probably, like, half a dozen, like, pretty specialized Lego pieces that you could tell. I mean, there may not be just for this, but they're pieces I had never
0: seen before. You know, they're they're a little yeah, bit Yeah, you're more, not going to get it in the city kit.
1: On the sides of it, it's got, like, little spots where it shoots those one-by-one one round bricks. Like, if you put them on there, it's got, like, a little button you press, and they go, boom, and they shoot off. Oh, damn. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. I've never seen that before. <laughs> like, some, like, nice, long, sleek pieces and stuff on it. Yeah, it'll be cool to tear it apart and use some of this stuff for something else at some point.
0: I figured yeah, I'd cannibalize I'd pro- that shit. I'd
1: probably tear it all down at some point here once I'm uh, not COVID positive anymore and <laughs> and give it to my son. And before all the pieces go somewhere else, I'm be like, here, you want to build this? Yeah, yeah. So he could get the fun out of it too. Now, it won't be bag one, bag two. He's just going to have to go
0: through the whole freaking river <laughs> roll, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, they've got enough patience. As long as it's uh, in a contained spot, you should be able to find it all. Yeah. Well, um, do you want to do just a, a, a quick little history on Lego? Yeah, yeah. Lego's got a fairly
1: interesting history. So,
0: Well, it, it started back in the uh, what, 1930s in, uh, in Billund, Denmark. Denmark. I think I said Denmark. <laughs> um, local carpenter Ole Kirk Christensen. Um, Good, you wrote his name uh, down because I did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard it said and I was like, oh, I'm not going to know how to spell that. I'll look it up later. I did. Yeah, I did lots of pausing to make sure I was I was taking accurate <laughs> notes because I know there's a lot of Lego super fans out there. So if I'm if I'm going to go out of my way to try to you know put together some history, I want to make sure I'm not letting people down or at least as much as I can. Um, you know, he was in the in the carpentry business, of course, because that's what a carpenter does. But uh, during the Great Depression, he started creating like miniature wooden furniture and then also started creating toys like little uh, like, like the. the and- yeah, the duck with the wheels on, a, on yeah. the string and like a, a fire truck was a big one of his early on. And in uh, 1934, he decided to go full time into making toys. He came up with the name Lego from the, uh, the Danish words leg and got, which means play well. And then he just smashed them together. Works for me. I guess his
1: factory burned down like
0: three separate yeah. times
1: and he had to rebuild yeah. it. Like, yeah, those Danes don't build fireproof factories, I guess, back then <laughs> Yeah, they
0: build them out of wood. <laughs> and due to factory fires and the scarcity of lumber, at that time he decided to look into plastic.
1: Yeah, I think he, he picked up his first, like, molding machine in 1947, I want to say. hmm Because yeah, they wanted to make, like, you know, like they have those little wooden bricks that you stack on top of each other. And I think it was his son that came up with, like, the interlocking I- idea and in like the mid '50s, I think it was like '55, they came out with the first Lego sets. And the cool thing is, those bricks still work with today's bricks. Yeah, like you could get like OG first set Legos, and they would still lock into your modern bricks, which is nuts that they haven't changed the system since. The yeah, beginning. yes,
0: the Lego system. I I love how how often they they refer to the system when you're watching documentaries. And yeah, initially, like as early as 1949, there were, uh, they called it, uh, at first the automatic binding brick and those early ones had, um, had a hollow inside, like you could stack them, but they didn't have the, uh, the locking mechanism. Oh, so it just
1: relied on the outside to, to hold it instead of the inside too.
0: Yep. And it was in, uh, in 1958 that they made, uh, you know, their, their claim to fame when they created and patented the inner tube system to make it so everything could lock together. Yeah, the clutch power system, I think yeah. they call it. Which is
1: a pretty cool fucking name.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, that was uh, the same year that Ole died and his son Gottfried took over the company. But what, what got them their initial distribution was Gottfried just happened to be on a ferry ride. Um, I think it was between uh, Sweden and Denmark, and he met a department store owner. The guy was like bitching about how Toys are so disposable and how you buy one, you play with it, you throw it away, you buy another one. And boy, he'd really hate today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Things not have not
1: gotten any less disposable, <laughs> that's
0: for sure. Yeah, but he wanted something with lasting power and with a system. And Gottfried was like, hey, check this out. And he's like, yes, you know, because it's it's infinitely reusable.
1: And way more versatile than like Lincoln Logs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a building toy guy at all, but like Lincoln Logs, like for real. I had a shit ton of Lincoln Logs when I
1: was a kid. They were they were cool as fuck. But like, you know what you could build with Lincoln Logs? Houses, Cabin. boxes. That's <laughs> all you can build with Lincoln Logs. <laughs>
0: yeah, my, my kids got a whole set, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll I guess I'll play along. Yeah, you
1: are not gonna build a car out of Lincoln Logs. <laughs> sure as shit, not gonna build a spaceship.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like like you were saying, you know, in the in the mid fifties, they came out with their with their first uh, set, which was Lego Town, and it was like their first system that had uh, that had the fire truck. It had police cars. It had you know like buildings at a, an Esso gas station,
1: which I, apparently Esso was was I mean it was the company that eventually became Exxon. Oh, uh, so it was like a real gas station that that they had like right out of the box in 1955. It, it, and I guess I think since then in the town stuff, I think now Lego uses Octan, like a a fictitious gas station name. But that's their little house
0: brand gas station. Yeah.
1: So one of the weird things about Lego that boggled my mind when I was looking into this was like, right off the bat, they had like SO gas stations, they had a VW showroom in 1957. They had uh, licenses, you know, like licensed things, you know, where like this, you know, here's a set with a recognizable brand name that isn't theirs on
0: it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But it took them fucking forever to figure out that they could license like TV shows and movies. Yeah. The first time that they licensed a TV or movie property for a Lego set was in 1999. Yep. For, it was Star Wars and Winnie the Pooh, of course. The, you know, the, the,
0: <laughs> like, hand in glove. I didn't love. even know about Winnie the Pooh. But yeah, like, Star Wars seems like such a no-brainer.
1: This is the weird thing. Like, when we were kids, there was no TV or movie licensed Lego sets. Like, they didn't have... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or He-Man, or GI Joe Legos. Yeah, a lot of that's probably because those were all owned by a competing toy companies.
0: <laughs> well, well, what's weird is that they they knew of the value because yeah, like in, in 1978, um, by the time it was uh, it was Gottfried's son, Kel, took over Lego. That that's when they did, debuted the lego space set which like yeah. revolutionized lego like it it took it into the next level it was also the same year that they did the uh the lego castle yep um you know where they first de- debuted the knights and stuff because oh well 1978 was also the year they debuted the minifigure yeah the proper minifig three yeah. years
1: before that they came out with one that was it was more like those like duplo ones where they've got like mm-hmm. no arms and no articulation and no face and they were just real simple placeholders for people
0: yeah. And back then they, they had regular cars, like not Lego cars, and they had like trees that you could put into the town system and stuff. And it was really weird like this. It's weird to think of Lego at a time before it was just like everything is built by Legos.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That kicked off with the 78 themes mm-hmm. where it was all Lego. You'd build a car out of Lego. You'd get little Lego wheels with little Lego axles and a little Lego windshield. <laughs> it was all
0: modular. Yeah. It's like, you want a car? You got to build it.
1: And looking at the toy aisle now, it's like almost everything they make is licensed. You see like the town sets, which they still sell. They still sell. Yeah. Town Lego sets. city. Yeah. But uh, you look at them and you're like, oh, how quaint. An unlicensed <laughs> Lego town. How could this possibly compete with The Avengers and Star Wars?
0: You know what's ironic though is when I'm looking at Lego, I'm I'm more likely to buy one of those than than an actual like branded set and it's just because you know buying a Star Wars Lego set to me is like buying a Star Wars t-shirt from Hot Topic or something where it's just like I know that there's nothing special about this thing that I have right here. Yeah, where so that I think that's why like when when I've bought any sort of like little mini set. It's so I can just cannibalize the pieces. Yeah. You know, Cause like I want to, I want to make something nobody else has Yeah. for better or worse, I guess. Cause I don't, I don't think anybody would want an aftosa set. They'd put it together pretty quick, <laughs> except they wouldn't have the electrical tape to, to wrap around the front to make it smooth.
1: Well, you just got to scale it up like five times.
0: Yeah. Make it you know, put some little bits and details on a little satellite dishes like the oh, Falcon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have always wanted to build that Lego Millennium Falcon, though.
0: That thing looks cool as
1: shit. It's huge. It's like almost three feet around. (laughs) It's so cool. I think it's like $800 or something ridiculous. So uh, I won't ever do that unless I find one in a dumpster.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's going to (laughs) happen. You know, we could could find porno in bushes when we were kids, but we're not going to find a Lego Millennium Falcon. Yeah,
1: don't get ridiculous. Don't get (laughs)
0: stupid. Don't get cocky, kid. Uh. (laughs) Oh, there it is. Yeah.
1: So Lego is currently, I think, still the number two toy company in the world.
0: Oh, it's number two, huh?
1: Yeah, I think Hasbro may have the number one slot because they bought everybody.
0: Oh, they took it back. Yeah, see, I think the documentary I was watching is a couple of years old, and, at, and at, the, at that point in time, it was number one.
1: Oh, yeah? I, I think Hasbro's got them beat right now because they, I mean, they, they own everybody. They've done some serious consolidation. Like, they own Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, weird. Yeah. Actually, I guess it's not that weird. No, but... I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like, it works with what they got going on, but uh, it's cool that they can be the number two or number one for a while toy company in the world making a single toy.
2: Yeah.
0: And especially like with their with their tumultuous history, like Lego almost went bankrupt multiple times like in in our lifetime. Yeah, in 2003
1: they were on the brink of failure.
0: Which is Yeah, you nuts. know they they had gotten they'd gotten really into the whole Lego like Technic thing in the in the 80s and the 90s. They were going downhill in the late 90s. Star Wars saved them for a little bit, but then they they fucked up on their um their projections, you know, like they didn't have enough for the first craze. So then they made more the next year. Which is
1: the story of Star Wars toys. They could have looked at like the
0: launch of the original
1: Kenner yeah, no figures and,
0: and, and seen that coming. And so so they made more for the next year, but the hype had died down. So then all of a sudden they just had this huge profit loss. And let's see, I think early 2000s, it was when, when they came out with Bionicle, yep. which it, saved them.
1: Well, Bionicle... Like that—that that was like their hail mary, and it, and I—I I think it did okay, but it was—I don't think it necessarily saved them because they were too, they—they they were coming out with a bunch of stuff that was like super simple to put together. It had like eight pieces that clipped together. Bio, some of the Bionicles were a little more complicated with that, but I remember like the little mini Bionicle sets—they were like fucking Happy Meal toys, man. I remember yeah. you—you'd snap like four pieces together, and you're and you're done, and you're like, this isn't a freaking Lego. This isn't what I want.
0: And you've got a little monster that doesn't fit with the system. Yeah, but. You know, like that combined with like Star Wars and Harry Potter kept them afloat. Yeah. And they were doing a lot of like specialty pieces that like
1: you could use for one set and they didn't necessarily work very well with any of the other sets. And like you'd get, you know, so you'd have some pieces that you'd never really be able to use for anything again. And they were just out of touch with what people that wanted Lego wanted and i heard some interviews with some of the executives saying like we just didn't listen to people like we we thought we knew lego like we were the masters of lego we we designed all the sets we built all the sets we did all of our own shit and uh we thought our shit didn't stink and uh we didn't listen to our customers telling us that they didn't like what we were doing and it almost
0: killed us yeah they were they were stuck doing star wars and harry potter you know j- just to just to make their bottom line i guess but like you said wasting so much time and money and manufacturing costs in pieces that didn't translate to anything else. And then sure enough, I think in like 2004, there, there was, it was a year where there was no star Wars and no Harry Potter movies. Therefore they couldn't merchandise for it. 200 something million dollar loss that year. And they had to lay off all sorts of people and Kel was like looking to sell Lego to like Mattel and people weren't buying oh, it. no! And so they brought in a new CEO who, you know, really looked into the books and, and saw what they were doing, you know, everything we were just describing and took it back to basics. Like he eliminated all of these extraneous pieces, you know, all these colors that they didn't need and took it back to, you know, brought it back to the Lego city set that we now know went, took it back to the fire truck and it, it was it was really interesting you know watching a documentary about that about how like the simple purity of the original lego town you know like the spirit of it still translated to the children of today well yeah there was a reason it worked it's like a highlights magazine
1: you don't have to write yeah. new highlights magazines all the time man uh, cuz you got new kids coming in for this shit like you know there's adults and stuff that buy legos and they're going to buy these big expensive sets but you can't neglect the fundamentals Of kids will always like playing with fire trucks and building a spaceship. Fucking just give them, you don't need to even license that shit. It could just be fire truck, spaceship, and kids will
0: fucking love it. Yeah. And simple adults like me will also.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing wrong (laughs) with that. I think one of the other things they did as part of that shift was they started an initiative called Lego CUSO which has, has since turned into Lego Ideas, which I think is one of the coolest fucking things that Lego has ever done. And basically what they do is they set up a website. I think this was in 2008 that it started with Kuso. And basically they would have fan submissions. Like you, you build something cool and you put it up on, the, you know, and you'd upload some pictures of it to the website and be like, hey, here's a cool Lego set that I made on my own. Wouldn't it be neat if Lego made this? And then the community can vote on it and if it got 10,000 votes lego said we'll consider making it and and i think it was it was either three or four times a year they'd come out and be like all right here's the new kuso set here's the thing that you guys voted for it's a thing now
0: yeah, yeah the, the fir- i wonder if that person gets any sort of you know just like idea man one off payment because you no, know they they don't deserve like royalties no, and stuff th- yeah. well they get royalties do they you get, okay maybe they do deserve royalties yeah.
1: i don't they get 1% of the profits for that lego set in perpetuity damn no in perpetuity if it's a kuso set they they're probably only going to like produce it for a year or two <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> unless yeah. it's like
1: super popular in which case they'll keep building it but like the very first minecraft set ever was the was the like that was the first winner was a minecraft set in 2008 and they had stuff like the curiosity rover i think the saturn V rocket one was one All kinds of cool stuff. And like, they've put some restrictions on it now. Like, it can't be pornographic
0: or it it can't be... Or something they have to license.
1: Well, it can be something they have to license. They're okay with, if it wins, going and trying to get the license. Like, they had to get Minecraft licensed.
2: Man, I
0: don't know
1: shit. They had to pay Mojang for it. But what they they won't take any submissions that are products that are, are, you know, licensed properties of competing toy companies. Like, they're not going to do a He-Man one because Hasbro owns He-Man.
0: Oh, and so okay. they don't—they
1: don't want to go to Hasbro and try and negotiate a license with them because it's a competing company. It's got so it's got to be something like you know Harry Potter or or on that note they won't do things that they already have license agreements with. So you can't do like a new Star Wars thing anymore or a new Harry Potter thing because they already have licenses with those guys.
0: Oh, because they have their in-house designers on either side of the team that are like, no, we are creating the Star Wars Legos.
1: Yeah, and and I think there's probably some weird legal things there where they've got an existing agreement that then they'd have to try and shoehorn this guy's money into. You know, it just makes things complicated. Like they don't do any anything uh, war related after World War II, I think, is and that's a general Lego
0: rule. Yeah, yeah, like like that. For years, they had they had like a a standing no modern warfare. Yes. Um, rule. So like they could, they could do knights and stuff. And that was when they, you know, when they started doing space, they're like, well, or no, I know it was when they were doing star Wars. They're like, wait, can we do this? And they're like, well, I guess it's, it's not modern. It's war and It's no, it's yeah. not any different than, than, you know, knights Yeah. I've got you know, some
1: Mandalorians like, here. They've got, they've got guns, <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> yeah. but they're yeah, but, blasters but, and not guns, but you won't have like a, a Lego desert storm set. No, I don't think I'd want one anyway, but Maybe Vietnam with some, with some jungles. Yeah, detachable minifig arms
1: and legs. <laughs> the cool thing is, too, there's like a, a whole industry has sprung up around it. Like, there's a uh, company called Brick Arms that makes Lego compatible weaponry, like where you can buy like an M16 that'll fit into your Lego man's. And they do like modern soldier uh, minifigs and shit.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that's something that, you know, in the late 80s was a big problem for them that, that, you know, their patents for the, uh, for the tube system expired. And all of a sudden, any toy company in the world could make Lego compatible bricks. Mega
1: with, blocks. Yeah. With,
0: with, it, that were half the cost and half the quality. I had a mega, mega blocks
1: fucking transformer like Optimus Prime. And, uh, Man, those fucking pieces, especially the plates, would not stay together. Like they would really? pop apart and fall apart. And then when I tried to use them with other Lego stuff, they did just didn't. They just didn't have the fit and finish of proper Lego products, and uh, it was a bummer.
0: You know, I'd heard that, and I wasn't sure if it was just a bunch of geeks, you know, that that were Turbo Lego fans, just saying like, "Oh, fuck all these off-brand ones." But like when I was first getting into Lego. Because it's so expensive, you know, I was looking at these off brand ones, just thinking like I could get so many more bricks mm-hmm. for the same cost or less, but I never, I never actually pulled the trigger on it because there's something, you know, when, when you hear things like that, you're like, well, what if they're, what if they're right? Then I've just wasted money altogether. You're like, yep. you know what you're getting with Lego.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and they are right too. I mean, they fit, they work, you could put them together, but they are definitely not to the level of quality that Lego holds itself. Like, yeah. I mean, the tolerances that that are acceptable for Lego are are shockingly small. Not the kind of tolerances you usually see out of a toy company.
0: Yeah, well, that's about all I've got for history. Their head, their new headquarters in uh, in Billund looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it looks like it's a fucking like, Lego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like a stack of Lego bricks. And they've got like this tree on the inside that's like the tree of life, and and like the branches have like different Lego sets from all over the years. Like that's fucking cool.
1: Yeah, I've always. I mean, I guess to. To I guess move on a little bit. I've never been to Legoland. My kids have. I want to go to Legoland so bad. It looks so rad. My daughter was unimpressed, but uh, that's kind of her default state.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even if she was impressed, she she would would still you know represent that (laughs) she was not.
1: She was not impressed by the rides. You know that they weren't. They're not like you know Six Flags or Great America level rides. Yeah, which which I can understand. And she's not as enamored with Lego as like my son and i are i've seen videos of like the cool giant shit they have, like giant dragon or you know a full-size x-wing i want to see that because that looks cool yeah
0: and like i would yeah i've never been there either I've, I've i've talked about it several times you know I, I used to live not far from it you know but it's because it's between la and san diego right yes yeah i i don't know how i've Well, no, I guess I do know if I'm going down there, I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like if you're going to put the money on, I mean, it is cheaper than Disneyland, but yeah, not cheap still. Like I I remember when they went like one day's ticket was still fairly expensive. I think it was like 80 bucks or something. But if you bought one day ticket, you got a second day's ticket for five bucks, uh, which was cool. But then like, is there two days worth of stuff to do at Legoland? I don't know. I think I could probably finish Legoland in a day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think so. Apparently there's a bunch of Lego lands all over the world, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got one so close. So if I, if, if I haven't hit that one, I'm not going to make it to the others. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like it exists and it's clearly popular enough for it to keep going. I've never heard a single rave review about the park or a certain ride or anything like that. So I I don't know. It's, it's hard to. You know, when, when you're taking a trip down to Southern California, it's hard to carve out a day for that because there's so much other stuff to do.
1: Yeah, there's no shortage of amusement parks in that area. You've got quite the picking. Legoland just may not make the cut.
0: Yeah. Um, you know what? The, there are some other uh, aspects of Lego I feel we have to cover, which uh, includes video games and movies. But uh, you want to take a little break? Yeah.
2: Hey everybody, my name is Trev Allen, and I am the host of the Struggling Artist Podcast. The best way to describe the Struggling Artist Podcast, uh, it's just a conversation. My guests are from all walk of life, uh, creators and non-creators, it doesn't matter, business owners, you know, or just regular workers, and we just sit down and we just chop it up, talk about life, uh, struggles, and things that interest us. The podcast is available on all podcast platforms, so whatever one you're comfortable using, we should be there. And if we're not, let us know. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at PodcastTSA uh, or email if you want to be a guest on the show. The Podcast at gmail.com. I mean, the podcast is just a lot of fun and I couldn't do it without these amazing guests that I have on. Uh, that are so passionate about whatever it is that they're talking about. And so I want to thank them for that. I want to thank the listeners, because if I didn't have you guys, then, you know, the podcast would be nothing. So again, check us out, the Struggling Artist Podcast. We drop on Fridays. We'll talk to you later.
0: Welcome back, Ben. Hey, John. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> Good.
1: Uh, I wouldn't want your life to take such a dramatic downturn in the last 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. My bladder is empty. My water bottle is refilled. I'm ready to go. Out with the old and with the new. So yeah, let's, uh, let's explore some more aspects of the, uh, the old LEGO universe. We've already talked bricks and toys themselves. Uh, we've talked theme parks. But I think there's a couple other aspects that have become humongous for LEGO in the, uh, in the last decade or two at this point. And one of them is video games. Yeah, there are a metric shit ton of licensed
1: Lego video games out there and a few unlicensed ones like just straight up Lego games like Lego Worlds uh which I don't think stuck around for terribly long but uh I remember like being kind of excited about it when I first heard it, heard about it like oh it was like a it was like an open world online thing where people could, you know, go in and you could build something and everyone else could see it. And it was cool. And then, like, within a week, it was populated with giant Lego penises. And they were like, oh, fuck, we need to put some restrictions on this. Control Z, Control <laughs> Z. So they had to put all kinds of, of like safeguards so that kids weren't logging on and seeing like giant Lego boobs.
0: Yeah. That, you know, that was just what popped into my head. A big old uh blocky set of boobs. So I mean, no, nah, they should have been able to see that one coming. I mean, that nah, no pun intended. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah, and and you know, I over the years, I've played more than a few of uh of those licensed games when it comes to, you know, my geek interests. They've got Indiana Jones, they've got Star Wars, Batman, Marvel superheroes. I remember having a big ass afternoon of marvel superheroes with our uh, with our buddy chris one time and it was it's fantastic like i mean these games aren't difficult like they they are they are very much designed to just have one very easy linear path and you do pretty much the same
1: thing in all of
0: them yeah build the thing to get over the thing to get to the thing
1: yeah collect the studs you know walk up to a pile of legos and hold a button down while it goes Mm-hmm. and build something uh but what i will give them credit for is their storytelling in those games is a lot of fun yeah it goes into the movies too i i don't know I, maybe it's just because they're lego and they have the potential to make these people lots of money and they've got a pretty sterling reputation i think they're given a little bit more leash With these properties, like the, the way they can interpret them and how they can mess with the story. Like they always, they take like a little bit, I I don't know if subversive is quite the right word because it's not, you know, it's not like countercultural subversive, but it's, but it is definitely a little tongue in cheek. They're kind of making fun of the tropes of the, of each franchise while they're in it. Yeah,
0: they take the piss out of the property yeah. that they're that they're doing it.
1: And I think that's a really cool thing for them to be able to do. And they do it really well. They do it in a very funny and entertaining and like family friendly way. Like it's never too far. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always safe for your kids to watch and you can laugh at your favorite characters being the character you know them as heightened to the extreme or, you know, just making fun of them. And that's it's just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, because my kid, you know, she's she's definitely not ready for Temple of Doom. Like, she could probably handle raiders and just cover her eyes during, like, the face-melting scene. But, you know, that that's not exactly her jam. She doesn't like to see people get killed, even in movies, but with something like that. Even if they're like Nazis, Lego. John? <laughs> well, no, I haven't <laughs> taught her about Nazis yet. Otherwise, we would have watched that Justice Society uh, cartoon movie together. But I, I, I'm not ready to broach that topic yet.
1: Yeah, keep her innocent.
0: But I love that she can enjoy a property like Indiana Jones in her own way. You know, it's, yeah. it's a property that's very special to me. But when they're doing goofy, hilarious things, she can get a good laugh out of it. And, and, you know, she doesn't need to know what Indiana Jones truly is or what it means to me. But she's getting joy out of it as well. Oh, yeah, because they, uh, they are
1: fully slap tic, uh, slapstick and silly. Slapdick. dick. No, there's no slapdick in the Lego games. (laughs) At least not that I'm aware of. (laughs) The other thing I I love about them is that they are great for playing with young kids. Like, they're always a co-op experience. You can jump in, jump out. And if you're playing with a kid that's total shit at video games, it doesn't really matter. You're able with one person to move the story forward. Like, you never get to a point where... One person can totally fuck it up and you get real angry and like yell at your kid for being a stupid video game noob. Oh, I disagree.
0: <laughs> there are certain parts where they can't make jumps because they just don't have the coordination yet, and that is frustrating but uh well, I
1: think in most of them they're like if you run forward far enough, doesn't it like warp the other player to you?
0: Yeah, I guess there was there was this one part in one of the Lego Batman games where. Where we, I, I couldn't move forward at all until oh. she made this jump and then up this thing, and, and I was just like, "Just do it, please, just do it."
1: Generally speaking, they're pretty good at avoiding those situations. Most video game co-op video games, if you get a you know five year old in there, you're going to be pulling your fucking hair out. Yeah, and the the Lego games are one that you can more reliably play play with, and uh, and both of you have fun. I, I don't think I've ever beaten one, though, because they just get a little old. Like, the gameplay's not enough to really keep me engaged for very long.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: Especially solo. Yeah, because it's just, I mean, like, the story's fun, and, like, it's cool to hear the jokes and, and this and that. But, like, usually, I know, or the, like, the story's not innovative or or, or new. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be shocked at the ending.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I
1: know where it's going, so I might just miss some jokes, which is kind of a bummer, but it doesn't necessarily warrant playing a game for seven more hours to enjoy yeah some jokes. and the,
0: the the challenges and the skill set it re- it requires doesn't increase yeah like, like you by the second level you know everything you need to know to beat the game they are still a lot of fun I do enjoy them
1: so and then we've got some Lego TV shows did you ever
0: watch ninjago no and and that was something on our break that I that I've realized I forgot to bring up at all you know that how huge ninjago was coming out of their bankruptcy back to basics getting more licensed properties and then ninjago just taking tv by storm
1: i think we were too old for it like we were adults at that point uh like i remember yeah. seeing the sets and this and that but i never really got into it until like my kids were old enough and uh they were watching it cuz they were all on netflix i think and my son was big into ninjago for a while so I I've, I've seen most of it. Oh damn. Like if like I know who all the characters are, you know, like I know Zane's a robot and like uh, oh, can't remember the the green guy, but like he's he's Jeff. The, yeah, yeah, he's the uh I'm just kidding. I'm, it's it's you not know, like is, that. He, that was a total he's got guess. a very regular name. <laughs> Kyle or something maybe. Anyway, he's uh he's the fucking main bad guy's son and they've got like a funny father-son relationship. Thing throughout See, the show. I
0: remember, I remember seeing trailers when they were coming out with the uh, with the Lego Ninjago movie, and seeing something about that. And it, and it, it, like that was the first time where I realized that that like a, that Lego outside of playing could be fun. You know, like it was, uh, it was, it was interesting seeing a trailer and laughing at it. And I'm like, wait, but this yeah. is a Lego movie. Like this shit's stupid. Like you said, we were a little old for it. It's actually pretty entertaining to watch. Like I, it went on a lot longer
1: than it probably needed to. In a way, it reminds me of like a Legoified power Rangers, except not quite as episodic. but like it's got a, a very similar, like you got a better dynamic between the characters. like they have more individual personalities. But it follows some of the same course with, you know, one of them coming in later and being like the gold ninja now and having special powers. And they eventually they're able to, like, summon dragons to fly around on. And, you know, it's. there was that one that
0: was always better than the rest. Yeah, yeah. it's it's
1: not a super groundbreaking story, but it is uh, it's entertaining. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed watching it with my kids. I don't know if I'd sit down and watch through the series on my own, but. Uh, it's funny it's you mentioned good. Power
0: Rangers because I remember seeing the uh, the Ninjago minifigs or the character design, and it reminded me a lot of uh, in that first Power Rangers movie when they have to go to that planet Phastos or something, and they have to, like, they, they dress up in, like, more traditional, I mean, not traditional ninja garb, but it's actually, like, you know, hanging garments and stuff with, like, ninja masks and stuff, and they, and they have to, you know, find the essence of their new zords and their new powers and shit. And it reminded me of those suits. And I, and I wonder if that was also something that, uh, that turned me off because at that point I had finally gotten over my love for Power Rangers. (laughs) There'd been a couple series
1: since then. Uh. There was a whole slew of other ones, most of which I haven't seen. I've seen a couple of the Lego Star Wars TV, like bits and pieces of those. There was one Mm -hmm. like the, like Yoda stories and one about the droids that I was just like, uh, I think droid tales it was called that I was just like, nope, don't give a shit. (laughs) like like i actively dislike c3po and uh r2d2 just boops and beeps like there can't be that much there
0: yeah they're gonna be the main players not not for you huh yeah yeah i've i they've made a bunch of like uh you know direct to dvd or tv dc stuff that uh that i've watched with the kid oh really those are always entertaining enough just like the video games, like they are not afraid to take the piss out of the out of the properties they're working with. Yeah. Yeah. And they get away with it. And like they've got that Lego charm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can make fun of Superman being a weenie in tights or something. But it's not in a way that like Frank Miller does where it's going to cause legions of fans to be like, yeah, fuck Superman. You know, like, like it, it's tongue in cheek and everybody gets it that you can you can laugh at Superman and that doesn't mean you hate him.
1: Yeah, or if you hate Superman, you could still laugh at him. Like everyone can gets the joke.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think there was a Bionicle show, if I recall correctly. Yeah.
0: As yep. well. I don't I never watched it. Because again, either. we like we were too too old. Yeah, that was that was when we were in a band playing bars, and then I went to college. Yeah, not quite a, the bio, on the bionicle scene. That was a cool story behind that though because they brought in an outside person to sort of write the story for these new like creatures that uh that they were creating for the you know for the Bionicle line and he was somebody who was suffering with uh with a brain tumor and he sort of created the whole Bionicle story about you know like these microscopic robots living in, in like this bacteria on a, on a robot or something that, that were like fighting. So like, like there was, there was like a man, I'm doing a terrible job describing it, but it was basically like a cancer fighting analog, you know, oh, like something like robot deep down inside. What's that? Like robot cancer? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, coming from a man who, who had a brain tumor, you know, and, and uh, it was, it was interesting, you know, even though, the property just, it seemed weird and out of place for Lego, but it, it was a cool backstory to it.
1: Interesting. I didn't, I, I don't think I ever paid any attention to Bionicle at all other than saying, that's stupid. That's not Lego.
0: Yeah. And I, I only know it because of this, uh, this documentary. I think his name was, it. yeah, Christian Faber. He had an inoperable brain tumor.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And and I guess rounding out TV, there is Lego Masters, which is different than all the rest because it is not like an animated Lego property. But uh, that show's fucking cool. Like, I enjoy watching that show. Like, I'd would, would sit down with my son when it would come on, and, and like, we watched it live a few times. And, like, I never watch anything live anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that over at your place
1: a couple times. Yeah, it's just cool. It's like, you know, uh, it's like Chopped except instead of cooking, they have to build Lego things and they've got like restrictions on what kind of, like what blocks they have. And they're given like a a set of criteria and I think they have like an hour and a half or some shit like that. And they've got to build something amazing
0: and they do every time. It's phenomenal. Yeah, let's see. What's it streaming on? Streaming on Hulu um, or YouTube TV if you have a premium subscription. You know, I don't know why I haven't turned that on with my kid. Cause you know, she oh, loves love all it. those. Yeah, and she she loves those friggin' like nailed it, you know, like those baking shows where they're doing like creative shit. Like of course she would love this show. I should do that. Oh, that reminds me of one of the notes I had here
1: before we move on to movies. Being either a master builder or Lego designer has to be one of the coolest freaking jobs on <laughs> earth. <laughs> Your job is to play with Legos and like come up with new sets and how to build them and design them. And or they say, like, we need a life sized Winnie the Pooh. Build it. Figure out how to do that. And they just get to do cool ass projects and sit in a workshop. Like I've seen like pictures of their workshop. They just got like bins and bins with millions of Legos. They could be like, all right, I need this obscure piece. There's a whole bin of them in every color that I could want.
0: Oh man. Yeah. And like anytime you go to a Comic Con, you know, there's like full-size stormtroopers and Imperial yeah. Guards and Darth Vaders and like the, the uh Lego store on Disney Walk, you know, there's just giant like Bell and Beast or like uh uh you know Aladdin characters. I think there's a Hercules, oh I think there's a genie coming out, you know, like it's it's bonkers. I love staring at those giant things. Like what I'm trying to figure out is are those things Filled solid with layers. No, they're not. Okay, but but like at the same time, like they'd have to have at least a few layers, otherwise they'd just shatter turbo easy. Well, I'm sure they're lacquered and everything. Yeah, I've seen this stuff. Point. Yeah, they
1: they glue some of them together. They're usually hollow, and if they're really big, they a lot of them they'll have like a metal support structure.
0: Oh like an the, armature in there.
1: On the inside of it too. That makes sense. That it attaches to, to to you know so it's so you can hang this, you know, thousand pound thing above a bunch of customers and it doesn't like fall apart and kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on conventions, they are there are Lego conventions. Like I know there's BrickCon in Seattle and Brickworld somewhere else. Uh I would like to go to one someday. They just that seems like that would be a cool thing to go and Because they have people that like come and like show like here's this cool fucking thing I built of like competitions on who could build the coolest thing and you get to vote on it and you know so it'd be like participating in person in like a in like a Lego Masters thing Mm -hmm. that like they have like a bunch of competitions that you can enter they do weird stuff like build in a bag where they have like a Lego set in a Ziploc bag and you have to not open the bag and assemble the set. Or a blind build where, like, you're reaching around a cardboard thing with a sheet over it and trying to build a Lego set without looking at it. And whoever does it first wins. Like, first and uh, correct. Like, that sounds super fun. I would fail. I would not win at either of yeah, these. Uh, that's wild. It would be fun to give it a shot.
0: <laughs> you just have to be, like, a Lego savant. You just, you just understand it by feel. Oh, yeah.
1: And you know that there are some of those guys out there that just, like, eat breathe and
0: sleep Lego that they're just going to wipe the floor with you. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if this is totally insensitive of, of me to say, but like, I wonder if, uh, if that's something that's conducive to some children with autism, you know, how, how they're just, they're just really good at, at, at putting things together, you know, like like their, their yeah. brains just operate on a, on a much better mechanical and like intricate detail level. Lego is used as
1: therapy for autism. There are therapists that use, lego individually and in groups as as like oh yeah autism therapy where they'll pair pair like three or four um people with autism up and have them work as a team to build
0: legos and socializing techniques it's
1: focused enough that they're that you know they can all contribute but it also allows them to like get some socialization skills in and apparently it's it's actually fairly effective at that
0: and to to that uh, experience, like even even though this is just a uh, like an after school elective for my kid, we've we've currently got her in this thing called Intellibrix, which is a uh, a comp- It's it's a six week course that this company comes in and does. They apparently they do it all over the place. Did your kids do it once? Yeah, yeah. Odin okay, did. yeah. yeah. I, I was I was like I know I know somebody whose kids did that, and um and they come in and they teach you how to. I mean, it's basically like a Lego robotics course because yeah. they, they teach you how to build animals like this. Last week, uh, they built gorillas. The first week, they built dolphins. They also teach you how to program commands for them to move. So I saw my little one. She programmed this gorilla to walk for 20 seconds, and I didn't get to see the uh, the first week, the dolphin and spider they did. Yeah. They let her you know, keep it together so I could come in and take a video real quick.
1: Yeah, it's it's a super cool program. They're they're using the the you know the Lego Mindstorm system, which I think came out probably mid two thousands somewhere around there. I remember yeah, I, th- I bought th- a yeah, set I think from it was my a, nephew.
0: Yeah, it was early mid two thousands, and it came it came from like from their earlier ventures where they were like sponsoring schools sc- school competitions for people to to build stuff. The Mindstorm system was de- developed in
1: partnership with MIT. Oh damn! And uh, those things are freaking cool. It's got like a little you know compute unit that you can program it's got like all these mot- servo motors and shit that you can a- attach to stuff to make it like do things
0: mhm yeah yeah they're learning about gears and cogs yeah. and-
1: i've messed around with them and they are freaking cool they're just super neat and like the programming it's kind of like scratch where like the programming is visual where they have like it's like puzzle pieces that you fit together so okay. only cert- certain things only certain things work with other things, and so you don't have to like type out a bunch of code. So it's good yeah, for kids okay. where you can kind of lock these pieces in and kind of see like an if statement. You know, stuff locks into it in the in the right place, so you can kind of visually see how the the logic works, which is really cool. So an
0: eight year old can do it.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> but, super neat. Yeah,
0: you know, it's it's cool that they 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 pair up. You know, they team up in that class. So it's cool hearing her talk about what she was doing with her partner in this one, because, you know, she spends a lot of time at home, you know, we don't have like neighborhood friends for her to run around with. Like I had when I was a kid. So I'm stoked that, that she gets to be in a, uh, in an activity doing something she loves and chatting with kids. So, so one thing I wanted to touch on uh,
1: with conventions that, uh, that I thought was funny, the term for an adult fan of Lego is a full just, the abbreviation for adult fan of lego oh, so yeah. they call themselves AFOLs. but one, one of the funny things i heard was at like cons one of the the like lingo things that came up was a one by five because lego does not make a one by i guess there's been like two sets ever that they've made
0: a one by five brick in oh like brick but not strip because i feel like i've seen oh no maybe oh maybe i've seen just one by four and one by six yeah, like a one-by-five
1: brick is something that is uh, exceedingly rare. And so it was used as, like, Lego nerd code for oh. a hot girl at the con. So, like, <laughs> yes. if a hot girl was walking by, they'd be like, check out that <laughs> one-by-five. Or like, ooh, one by- <laughs> I Saw this one-by-five earlier today. And uh, I thought uh, that was pretty fucking like funny. That.
0: I'm glad that's a thing.
1: Especially because, you know, at least early on, uh, I I would imagine hot chicks were... Pretty rare at uh, cons as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, these days it's not so uncommon, but yeah, I remember just describing, you know, attractive ladies at, at conventions when I was, you know, in my teens. It's like, if you see one there, they're either hired to work there or they're clinging for dear life to their
1: boyfriend. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> um, so what about movies? They're fucking good. They do them, yeah. I mean, I will fully admit that, like I love the first one so much. i I was so shocked at how fantastic that movie is., uh, Lord and Miller are geniuses. Um, but I haven't seen the second one. yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it either, but I remember going into the the Lego
1: movie. I had pretty low expectations. like I don't think I'd seen a lot of Lego media at that point. yeah, it was it was gonna be a kids movie. Like, I like Legos, but not because they're movies, but because I like to build things and it's fun. And I, you know, that didn't necessarily translate to a movie for me. I didn't expect it to be really good and was pretty fucking blown away with, A, how good it looks. It's all computer animated, but it looks like it's like a Lego stop motion movie. Like, they look really good. Like, they tried really hard to make it look like a Lego stop
0: motion movie. I was honestly baffled, like like the first time I saw that movie, I I just couldn't figure it out. It's like it has to be CGI, but if it is CGI, why does it look stop motion? You yeah, know, and it's just it's Lord and Miller and their team that just I I think they just want to do something different and innovative, just the same as like uh, when they did Into the Spider Verse. Oh, it's the you know, same like, guys.
1: Like, I didn't even know that.
0: Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it shows because they're both so good. Yeah, and and the animation style in that is. Something unlike we've ever seen. Yeah, because it's not like the other Lego stuff, like the, you know, the Lego Star Wars stuff or Ninjago,
1: like where arms will bend and, you know, like they have knees. Like they're still shaped like minifigs, but like their knee will bend if it needs to. Whereas in the Lego movie, everything moves exactly like a Lego would move. Yeah. Their feet look like they clip in to the ground where there's Lego stuff. Like when they did like smoke and stuff, they made it look like it was like crinkly tinsel and paper and shit it was so brilliantly done and the movie itself was good like it tells a a good engaging story that leads into like the stuff that's happening in the real world
0: yeah and you know even though i'm not such a huge fan of him like chris pratt was the perfect person for this role i'm not looking forward to him as mario but this was the (laughs) right place for him
1: well and and this was before i knew much about chris pratt at all I don't think I had an opinion on Chris Pratt when this movie came out.
0: Yeah. I, I think at this point, like, yeah, I, I well, I don't know Did well, what came out first, the first Guardians or this, but like, I definitely knew him as Andy Dwyer, which was yeah, just yes. a, a funny ophi dude, you know, just a, just a goofball. Um, I love that they, that they were able to get some superheroes in on that too. So Le- Lego movie
1: was 2014.
0: Mm hmm. And so was Guardians
1: of the Galaxy. Oh,
0: damn. The year of Pratt. <laughs> well, and, and then that also leads us inexorably, if I'm using the term correctly. The term inexorably? Yeah. In a way that is impossible to stop or prevent. Yes. So that leads us inexorably to... Uh, I'm, I'm just going to jump in with my favorite use in pop culture. Uh, because along with the lego movies there's also the lego batman movie and that is a part of uh of what i'm just considering as my favorite use in pop culture lego batman you know because they've, <laughs> they've done they've done batmobiles they've done Batwings. they look so fucking good they've done the lego batman video games which we talked about which are fantastic to play there's so much fun and i love the property and my kid's a big batman fan so all of these are things that that we've got to experience together but that lego batman movie is so fucking amazing will arnett uh, and uh and michael cera and zach galifianakis like that movie just fucking kills me you know and and like everything we've talked about about how they they take the piss out of the property they do like holy crap they they make a Total joke out of oh, yeah. Batman and all the tropes and everything, <laughs> and it's brilliant. I love that movie so much. You
1: can tell that it's done with reverence from the character. Like they they understand who Batman is, and they know mm-hmm. where they can poke fun at it, at the tropes, and make him just an ass, just a just a total yep. boob, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Will Arnett is probably the perfect guy for that. He's got it. Yeah. He, and he's got a solid Batman voice. I like his Batman voice.
0: Yeah. He's got the low gravel, but, but yeah, like I don't think I could take Will Arnett serious in, in like a serious Batman animated, uh, project. Like even, even though he's got that low. Oh no. I'm, I'm even switching into like a Diedrich Bader, but Diedrich Bader yeah. might be my favorite Batman voice. Get the fuck out of town. ew, <laughs> ew. <laughs> Folks, uh, Thank you for joining us today and for the past three and a half years, I'm fucking out. I can't
2: talk to this guy. Door slam. Um, No, but no, it's,
0: it's great. And like, like the, the way they treat Robin in that with like his, his little like daddy issues. And yeah, like they can still make fun of Superman and the justice league Uh, 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 and then this thing and the other thing and that go watch it everybody you either know or you don't you you either know or you should yeah it's good john likes it yeah so that's my favorite use in pop culture is lego batman they've just they've done such great things them and you know even though superman's my favorite like there's there's not so much you can do with superman like if they made a, a lego fortress of solitude i would probably buy it and put it together that would be pretty fucking cool
2: it would probably be similar to
0: yeah yeah like like how i was building that uh that fortress of solitude in minecraft before i lost interest um but it was looking pretty cool for a little bit um but what about you what's your favorite use in pop culture
1: so kind of speaking of i was kind of torn on this one because there is so much lego in
0: pop culture a lot of pop culture
1: my immediate thought was the lego movie but it's like, I, you know, I know we're going to talk about that seems like seems like some low hanging fruit to just say that the Lego movie, I knew we were going to talk about it anyway. So I think I, I went a little outside the box with something that's not technically Lego at all, uh, which is Minecraft. It carries the spirit of Lego forward into mm-hmm. video games better than any Lego game ever has.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like That's a good the, call.
1: The ability to take what you have, and especially in creative mode, where you've just got basically a bunch of bricks and you can put them together in whatever order you want. And again, just like with Lego, some of the shit people have made in Minecraft is mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Like I, I saw someone recreated the entirety of um, was it King's Landing from Game of Thrones. In Minecraft, like the entire city. Uh, was, if, there, was there boobs in there? Probably. I, I, like I boobs know. and death? I'm, you know, in my headcanon, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the amount of creativity and, and just raw building power is, you know, the only thing that it's even remotely comparable to is Lego. And I'd be
0: shocked if Notch, the guy that made Minecraft, didn't play with Legos as a kid. Yeah. The two seem to go hand in hand for sure. Like it's hard to imagine somebody who loves building in Lego, you know, not being interested in Minecraft unless they just hate controllers and they don't, they just want the tactile feel. But like, you know, Mike, my kid favorite video game hands down is Minecraft. And, and I didn't get into it for a long time. Shocking. And, you know, I had a week or two, I don't know, a year ago, maybe less than a year ago, but where, where I was just like super into it. And I, built you know a bat cave and i was building a fortress of solitude and just demolished tons of but then for the scope of the things i wanted to do it was so time consuming that i just yeah i I had i had to give it up it's the kind of thing kids have time
1: to do adults don't like most of this really cool shit you see they're made by either kids or people that do it professionally because that's a that's a thing you can do if you're like a minecraft (laughs) youtuber (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can you can do that professionally but just people that have like a hobby and and spend you know a thousand hours making something cool and that's awesome i mean the same thing with like like the, the the lego documentary i was watching this lady built um all of uh, what is it rivendale from freaking lord of the rings awesome and it was just this huge freaking city and it looked fucking amazing and I mean, <laughs> she did it over the course of a year and it's just like okay yeah People can do that. I'm really glad that you can do that. I, It's not me.
0: Yeah. What's she going to do after that? Like just take it take apart? It apart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess so. I mean, it was like four feet by like eight feet. It was huge. It was like a sheet of plywood sized. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I guess take it apart. You're probably going to need pieces for whatever you're building next. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they, yeah. Wow. Which is one cool thing about Minecraft, you don't have to take it apart. You can just start a new world, and it's always there. Man. And you can share it with people. Like someone could download it and walk around it, which is cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like your your son came and uh, and checked out, you know, my unfinished fortress of solitude and my my bat cave that had a giant Batman head as the, at the entrance and you went in through his mouth.
1: It's a shame that that's not how the actual bat cave works. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and we even had like a tunnel going from our home to the to the Batcave. Hell yeah! Through mountains, it was great. Yeah, that that is a that is a cool game, and that that's good because it definitely does carry the spirit. Uh, What about a uh, one-word review? How would you encapsulate this uh, this property into one piece of uh, vocabulary? Uh, I guess I'll go first and take the obvious one. Which is
1: imagination. Like, I think kind of leading straight in from what I was saying before, like, that, I think, is the the coolest thing about uh, Lego. Like, I thought about saying, like, modularity, but fuck that. That's a stupid word, and I don't want to use it. (laughs) There's so few toys that you could just sit down with an idea and make the thing. You know, I, (laughs) I mean, I guess you could do that with, like, Play-Doh would be something that that is kind of similar, you know, where you could you take some Play-Doh and you can with your hands make a thing. Yeah. But Lego is cooler than Play-Doh. Um and it cuz it doesn't dry out and uh it, it you know doesn't smell funny.
0: <laughs> I think that depends that's, on what you do with those bricks.
1: <laughs> but I think that's the staying power of Lego and that's the thing that that has made it, you know, inspire generations of kids at this point i mean you can have a 50 year old man at this point and they could meet a 10 year old kid and very likely connect and relate to each other via lego and mm-hmm. have have very similar shared experiences around legos at some point in their life and there are fewer and fewer things that that's true of you know mm-hmm. even when we were kids like uh, us to our children now You know, there's some universal experiences like uh, someone on the bus calling you a terrible name, but uh, that's not a cool thing to share with your kids. (laughs) 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 But uh, with the way the internet is now and just technology in general and post-9-11, post-COVID, like just the world has changed so much that our childhoods are almost indistinguishable from the lives that our kids are leading at this point. And Lego's one of those stalwart pillars that you could both sit down and
0: have a build off. You know, you, you can be like, all right, let's see who can make the coolest house. It's going to be weird in like in 20 years when our kids are adults and they're having their own kids. Like when we hit the point where technology no longer makes sense to us. Yeah. Like, like, like our parents with, you know, TikTok, like, like it's already with the technology that came in our young adulthood that we, that we understand. And our kids and grandkids are going to look at us like we're idiots. Yeah, it's going to happen. But uh,
1: <laughs> hopefully our grandkids still dig Lego. Yeah, they should. I hope they never lose their imagination, because that's one of the most powerful things a kid has at their disposal. And Lego is just a, a fantastic tool for them to, you know, put it to good use.
0: Well, I I mean... I guess I'll say my one word review, but I mean, it, it basically it's for all the same reasons you just outlined. So and it is also an obvious word, but this seems like one that, you know, like the idea of Lego is so simple that that it needs, you know, there, there's no reason to muck it up with uh, with trying to get cerebral with it. I'm using the term because it's uh, it's even on, you know, a lot of their boxes that you pick up when you when you get a uh, non-specific Lego set and i'm just going to say creator. I mean creative would work but yeah. but you know lego lego creator. It's a simple term to describe exactly what you are when you get that bucket or that that box or whatever. Like it it is the perfect name for a for a nondescript lego set. Cuz it's just like here. Here's a ton of bricks. Create. Just be a, be a creator. Create anything you want to. Here's some things. Go for it. And, you know, even though it was never my my number one pastime, like uh, I've, I've always admired people that are great at that. Yeah. And, you know, especially like looking at my kid and just thinking like, wow, like you're so much better at this than I am. You're just a kid. You know, like yeah. video games. I, I still got you. <laughs> like I'm, I'm still better at video games than you are. But it's like, man, like my brain didn't operate on that level when I was your age. And, and like nowadays it would still struggle to, but even with those, those giant blocks, the names I can't remember with, you know, they had like the little tubular pegs sticking out and, you know, they usually, or were, the, were those Duplo? The, 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 the big really giant big giant ones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she had some Duplo blocks and she would just, you know, make, make a house out of it. Or she, she made a robot one day and she was like moving the legs with her hands. And, and at this point she was like three or four years old. It was nuts to me. And, uh, you know, I've, I've I've always said that, you know, she's she's got an engineer's mind. So I, I really admire that about her. Like, it, it's cool seeing kids and adults create with that.
1: And, and it's cool for kids to have a win over their parents. Like it's something that they're just <laughs> that they're they're better at. That's a neat thing now because they don't we're better than our kids at pretty much everything. Yeah, you know, we yeah, we're smarter. Yeah, we've done more. We know more. Like that's just the way it is. Like my kids get mad at me for like knowing more stuff than they do, and it's like I'm fucking I'm almost forty. Of course I know more stuff than you. I've been around longer. I've seen more. It's it's not a knock on you that I know more things than you. Yeah. <laughs> but like my, both my kids are better than me at Minecraft. Yeah. And and Odin can beat me in a build battle in Lego at least a good chunk of the time. Like he is, yeah, but he is you can no you can
0: smash what he's building, and he can't get mad because <laughs> you're still his dad. I think we did it, yeah. Hell yeah! All right, folks. Well, thank you, folks, for joining us as we went off book here and uh, decided to be creators for this episode. Uh, if you want to let us know how we did today, you can email us at email at geekexplorationpodcast dot com. You can find us. On the social medias, Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. You could also call us at 916 orcturd That is 916 O R C T U R D. Did anyone call us? They didn't. Man, nobody wanted to talk about Lego, huh? Oh, what are we going to do for our next episode? We should announce that uh, now.
1: Our next episode is going to be on uh, the king of pop, Michael Jackson. So uh, if you've got any feelings about uh, him, give us a call. Shoot us a message. We'd love to hear what you think. And if you enjoyed uh, today's show or any of our others, drop by Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Spotify and leave us a uh, five golden stud review. We've got uh, merch available at shop.gexplorationpodcast.com. And we are a member of the Geekly Grind podcast network. And our theme song is "Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of (laughs) Incomphotech.com.
0: Good. I'm not the only one who's forgetting how to do our show. And remember, you are the most talented, most interesting, most extraordinary person in the universe. You are capable of amazing things.